Mick and MG in the morning. Weekdays from 6 on Sydney's Triple M. Las Vegas is officially a rugby league town. Go Broncos! Go Broncos! All four teams playing in the NRL's historic doubleheader have now arrived in America's Party Central. Oh, well, mate, well, I think we're all Aussies, mate. We're going over there for a reason, and yes, we will be playing up on the trip. <laughs> there it is. Uh, that's a warning. First shots fired as everyone descends on Vegas. For this historic occasion, I've got to say, I'm getting a little bit excited about it. Yeah. Myself, all four teams on the ground. Can I say, what will the teams be feeling, MG? You've toured with touring parties here yep. with uh, overseas, with kangaroos, and all that. What, what, what's going on? What are they thinking? I think the first thing, that the emotion that comes towards them, Mickey, will be excitement. I mean, mm. groundbreaking playing in Las Vegas for a, this has been a long time, you know, spoken about, and all of a sudden we're there, two sleeps until we see it. Um, I, I think they'll be very excited. I think they're going to have to get used to the a little bit smaller field. It's, um, it's about six, six or seven metres um, skinnier than a normal rugby league field, so it may be a couple of metres shorter in, in length, but um, that won't that won't affect the players. They'll still be out there, and I, I just hope we have a really good crowd. They're expecting thirty five thousand upwards, so if they get 30, yeah. over thirty thousand, it's a great job. And are they what type of game style will be played? Do you reckon they'll have a crack? Are they aware that this is a showcase event that that the eyes of the world are upon them? That the, do you reckon there'll be enough adrenaline pumping that it's going to be a fast, furious brand of the game? Yeah, intriguing to say to 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 think that will they come out firing and and, and aggressive and you know the young Spencerlini who went from Penrith to the Roosters, I expect him to come out and, and breathe fire. Um, the forwards for the South Sydney and, and Manly game in the first game, I think they'll breathe fire. So yeah, to answer your question, I think there will be some thunder. I hope there's some thunder because that's what the Americans want to see. Well, let's keep all the thunder on the pitch and not off the pitch. Um, I noticed last night uh, we were on the front bar where this came up, but the police commissioner, one of the, the chief senior chief police commissioners, has personally given out his mobile number to all the NRL to all the NRL players and said, if you get into any situations or anything at all, you call me directly. And as I said, I hope he's got call waiting. It'll be three o'clock in the morning and get a dick pic. I hope it doesn't come to that. um, And which game, mate, is the one for you? Or is they're both going to be? Yes, uh, both both uh, mouth watering. I don't think we can separate them. Manly and uh, South Sydney, one thirty Australian time, and then straight after that, the Roosters, the new look Roosters, taking on the Broncos, who uh, obviously are going to be thereabouts this year. Uh, journalists are already on the ground. We've got journalist boots on the ground in Vegas. And Natasha Belling didn't want to go, couldn't make it. What are you doing? Too, too important here. I pitched it and you guys wouldn't approve my travel. What's happening over there? Yeah. I heard a story with journalists. Have they, are their lives in danger? What's, yeah, there were two journalists, separate incidents in LA. They were covering it before the guys fly to Vegas. And mm. there was one journo that was actually confronted with a knife-wielding guy and thought that they were fearing for their life. And there was another incident where both the reporter and TV crew feared for their lives when they were actually rammed by three cars when they were trying to do a late-night job. They're all okay. Oh, jeez. But pretty – they thought the footballers were bad. These were two separate uh, incidents you, with the robbers. Well, we, we, we can afford a couple of journalists, but as long as they're leaving <laughs> our players alone, I, I, I don't Excuse see me? the issues. Um, <laughs> Play on. The, tur- the turf has been laid. 
Indeed, uh, the stage has been set. Oh, this yeah. is the start of a five-year investment by the forward-thinking NRL hierarchy, who are be to be commended. Yes, uh, for getting this off the ground. Let's hope it goes off beautifully. Very excited. Uh, Let's go about baby. the whole thing. Uh, let's get it on like a ding like dong. Oh, it's a big weekend over in Vegas, oh, yeah. but also a yeah. massive weekend here in Sydney for Mardi Gras. Yeah. This is a celebration of modern Australia. We're a diverse, inclusive Australia, and that's a good thing. You got that right, Albo, who, of course, has been on board with the Mardi Gras for quite some mm. years. And it's going to go bonkers. Oh, yeah. This town is tailor-made for a rip-roaring party, and there's no bigger party uh, than the Mardi Gras, which is uh, an important event and has been for many years. And But uh, at, at this pointy end when uh, this, uh, well, when the parade gets fired up, uh, mm. The pictures, of course, will be famously beamed all around the world. Uh, our producer Owen's all over it. Owen, what are we expecting? How's this one shaping up uh, uh, compared to previous years? And what do we need to keep our eye out for over the weekend? Uh, yeah, so it is looking good. So it is obviously, last year was World Pride, which was a massive event. Massive, so there's yeah. a little bit of hangover from World Pride, mm. but... It still what? would be. It's going to be a great party. <laughs> any excuse to party. Uh, there's going to yep. be 200 floats, around 12,000 people marching down Oxford Street. It is back yes. on the street like it was last year. It's not in the stadiums when we had uh, obviously the COVID and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and the after Adam Lambert is the headline. Oh. So the pro- and how do you feel about that? I mean, in previous years, mm. we've uh, obviously uh, Kylie Minogue will be turning up at some stage. I'm suggesting. Well, obviously, so Kylie Minogue was here last year for World Pride, and of course, she brought yeah. out Danny Minogue. I was oh, there, front and centre. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Right, calm down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, honestly, a bit underwhelming with Adam Lambert personally. Oh. Tickets are oh. on. <laughs> so the after party, so the parade is seven thirty till eleven, yes, and then the yes. after party starts at ten pm, right until eight am is oh, when the after party goodness. goes. Oh, Normally. Is, That's an early finish. Yeah, early finish. And then at 8 o'clock you'll go to the next day club, obviously. No one goes home oh. at 8. But normally the after party is sold out. Like Kat was saying as well before, normally it's like gold getting tickets to that after party. Mm-hmm. Still tickets available for the after Ooh. party wow. on Saturday. People think, will be thrilled about that because I remember my brother saying that you, you, there's a massive crowd that gets into the after party, but then to get into the area mm. where they're actually performing yes. is another mm. line. Yes. And so sometimes if you go to the toilet or go get a drink... Yeah. You're out of that like oh. actual performance space. Yeah, you gotta wear. Yeah. You should wear a nappy. Yeah. Yeah. Wear a nappy to. Mm. Well, that will make things difficult on at the party if you're wearing a nappy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it is very exciting times. Yeah, it's it's back. Everything's up and about. Albo again will be marching. He was, I think, it was last year. He was the it's the first time a sitting prime minister has marched. Yes, mm. yeah, good yeah. on him. Um, and what what's the latest with the police marching? Uh, mm. I believe, but not in uniform. Correct. Is that correct? Yep. So they they uh, overturned the decision to uninvite them, and they will be marching out of uniform. Um, yeah. And of course, the parade will be led by the dykes on bikes, as is tradition. They're the ones that lead the parade. Yes. Um, oh, the seventy eight. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, and the seventy eighters as well. The original um, protesters was when it started. So it's, it's exciting times. Um, and even if you are a bit underwhelmed, I think it will still be a great time. So we won't see you Monday, though. You, you won't be in Monday, I take it? Uh, well, yeah, it might be a bit slow on Monday. So <laughs> to do You'll be in, in here in a nappy. <laughs> now, uh, uh, Tash, what do we need to know? I believe Qantas uh, have uh, organised something special for their float. What's what's oh, going yeah, on? Yeah, absolutely. In, of course, um, memory and tribute to Luke uh, Davies, there will be a special mention at the start of their 
uh, float for um, the former flight attendant, which and there's also a memorial happening tonight for those two men. All right, so as always, there's a lot going on, and uh, it's on the surface, it's it's uh, it's a great party, uh, it's a banger, and people really love it. But uh, underneath that, as, as uh, everyone is aware, mm. there's a lot going on, and there's there's a lot to ponder uh, yeah. about the plight and uh, where we are as a society and what's going on. So have fun, but yes. have a think about the the whole big picture while we're there. Good on you, Sydney. Have a cracker. Yes. Yeah, I was doing front bar last night. Um, and it was such a great show. Uh, we had Mel Meninga on, of course, is just a classic. But to talk with Kathy Freeman about the magical moment down uh, there in Sydney, which was probably the high watermark of sport yes. oh, uh, in one. Australia, the 2000 Number Olympics. And she's such a treasure. Uh, she's oh. so well loved. And to humble. have, to be able to talk to her, she's humble and she's shy and she's amazing. Uh, one of the most important figures in the history of this country. And we did, we had this remarkable moment where she actually talked us through that famous 400 metre oh. run of hers in the final at Sydney. I'd never heard her talk through it before. And this is how it went down. Let's go to the start line, the 400 metre final, okay. Sydney 2000. Okay, so I'm feeling calm here. I'm feeling strong. I've got to get out. 30 minutes, I've got to make it as fast as I can. And then as soon as I get to the back straight, it's like top gear on a stationary bike. Your legs are turning over and there's no exertion. There's no real effort. So coasting, coasting, I'm feeling the other competitors and it's feeling right. It's feeling okay. So <laughs> 150 to go. I start working my upper body, pumping fists and, and working, working harder, digging into the ground. I'm waiting for someone to take it on, to throw it down. And at this point, I know no one's really that keen to want to win. And I just take off. And I feel carried <laughs> by everyone. Yeah! Oh. <laughs> I've, got, I've actually got goosebumps. I've got goosebumps in, on my it's arms. It's incredible to hear that. But how is just her, like, the, the tactics of going, I'm waiting. Mm. I'm looking for someone to wow. take me on. And it's not happening. I'm, I'm just going to surge to the line. An insight into what she was feeling, and we spoke to her too, and she said it's, it's, the immediate result was relief mm-hmm. because of all the pressure. And secondly, disappointment because she didn't get a PB. I'm going, oh. you hear what do you mean? <laughs> competitive. I said, you know, how is those competitive juices? Yeah. But what a special moment to be able to share um, with Kathy on uh, last night's Front Pup. MG Sport Report. Rugby League is back. Deep into the crystal ball. I love this. It's a tradition here on the program. MG uh, starts rubbing his forehead. (laughs) Circular motions on his temple lobes. And off he goes. What are your big predictions? Can we start with your top eight? Okay, let's go rifle through this. Uh, Penrith and Broncos, I think, will finish first and second again like they did last year. I think the Roosters will finish third. They, they finished seventh last year. I think South will be a big improver. Uh, they finished ninth last year. I, I predict them to come fourth. The Warriors fifth. Jeez. Storm sixth. Storm. Yep, Manly seventh. They come twelfth last year, so they'll be another big one. And the Cowboys to round off the eight, which means I haven't got a place for Parramatta, Newcastle, Cronulla, or Canberra in my top That's eight. That's harsh. That nice is bit. harsh. All right, nice bottom bit. three. Who's uh, the cellar dwellers, please? I, th- I think everyone's bottom two are going uh, across the land of Tigers and Dragons. Tigers. Um, I also think the, do- the Dolphins might struggle now that 
They have an ageing pack. Um, the Bromwich boys are getting older and uh, Kafusi's getting older and they've just lost their probably their best forward, Tom Gilbert, for the whole season. He's done his ACL, the poor bugger. So uh, they're my bottom three, the Tigers, the Dragons, the Dolphins. Who's uh, who's on the ascent? Who's the big mover upwards? Yeah, I think South and Manly, they'll both go up five places. I think South in particular, Jack Whiten, um, bolstering their back line, are going to be a real force this year. Um, we'll see more footy of Latrell, hopefully. And, yeah, I think them two teams, Mickey. And who's going the wrong way? I think the Sharkies. Um, I think the Sharkies have finished sixth last year. I think they'll miss the eight um, just. But I've just... And, oh, look, I've, I'm not sure about... Newcastle again as well, but uh, I could be wrong. But I'm just I, at the moment. I think the Sharks will be the slider. Who's going to have the breakout season? The player to watch, the one you think is uh, going to turn heads. Well, I think all eyes are going to be on young Bronson Sherry, who was out for four years um, for a doping ban. Um, he comes back for the Bulldogs this season. He left when he was 19. He's back now at 23. Uh, all eyes will be on him. Will, will he be able to keep up with the boys after four years out? I think. Look, it's going to be intriguing watching him this season. That is a big story and one to watch. Your Dally M winner, please. Uh, Nathan Cleary. I think Nathan Cleary will uh, pick up his first Dally M medal and basically he'll star in origin and finally be oh, recognised oh, as the best oh, halfback in the land. And I don't even know why I bother asking this, but <laughs> I'm suggesting premieres then. May the fourth be with you. Oh, he's gone all <laughs> in the big fellow. He's, he's pushed in. There it is. Who can beat? Penrith. The Meat Man Wholesale Meats Norellan presents MG's Dad Jokes. Premium quality without the price. And awarded Best Butcher at the 2023 Small Business Awards. Why did the chicken cross the road? Ah! Three guys walking to a bar, right? Knock, knock. Who's there? MG's Dad Jokes. Jokes. <laughs> That's really funny, you guys. Ran into a couple of punters in Newcastle who claim, hands down, this is their favourite segment is on the it? show, which I thought was hurtful. <laughs> <laughs> all, all the original comedy we try and come up with and everything we do, nah, give it a miss. Give us some dad jokes. Uh, and boy, was it on fire last week. Let's have a listen. Mickey, did you hear about the pregnant bed bug? Oh, no, I didn't. She'll be having a baby in the spring. Why don't boxers have sex before a fight? I don't know. Why don't they have sex before a fight? Because they don't like each other. We hear about the celebrity who tried to stab someone. Uh, it was Reese. Reese. Reese with a spoon? No, with, with a knife. <laughs> Did you hear about the lady who uh, tried to cut off a lover's penis and missed and cut his thigh? Yeah. She was charged with a Mr. Wiener. Oh. Wow. <laughs> and sadly, bit. that was our winner. It was. Who, <laughs> hey, Mr. Wiener? Uh, how's, how's me nearly fumbling the with the spoon, Jack? Oh. You need impeccable timing to get away with the with the spoon. Oh yeah, choke. And I tell you what, the bar's been set pretty high. Oh, look at them already. The the phones have oh, lit no. up. Yes. Everyone wants to get on board. It's an undignified squabble to get on the wireless to enter MG's dad jokes. And here's why: the master. Uh, you got a couple for us. I have. Um, both of my jokes today feature uh, daughters. So my first one okay. is uh, I recently bought my daughter a handbag from Iraq. Oh, yeah, okay. She said, thanks for the bag, Dad. Oh. <laughs> uh, that's up there with with, with mine. Remember the, the one I did? Uh, the, the guys in Dubai don't like the Flintstones, but Abby Dabby Do. Abby Dabby Do. <laughs> 
Ah, did I win anything? No. Have a slab of the jetty road. What do you got? My daughter was doing her home uh, history homework and asked me what I knew about Galileo. Mm-hmm. I say? said, he was a poor boy from a poor family. Oh. <laughs> Galileo, Galileo. And you do the fandango. Then go from the button lightning, mm-hmm. very, very yeah, frightening. When you have to explain them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You'll notice I haven't said a word. <laughs> no. no I am shocked. <laughs> I am. The poo, the poo Mate, I back, you, I back you in the dad joke department. I know you do. But oh, see me in my office. <laughs> if you think you can beat that, oh, uh, give us a call. 150 bucks from the meat man, Llewellyn. And here we go. Get on the line, one triple three five three. Sean, what do you got for us in the dad joke department? Uh, good morning, everyone. Did you hear about the guy who bought an Egyptian doorbell? No. It's, no. Really, easy. it's really easy to use. You just toot and come in. Oh, Sean, we are off to a flyer. Thank you. Uh, you remember, you've got to pick a winner here, big fella. Jeff, yep. uh, dad joke, please. Uh, what do you call two blokes sitting on a windowsill? Don't know. Kurt and Rod. Oh. <laughs> Kurt and Kurt Rod. Rod. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's close, but I, I don't think it's here. You're even on the podium at this oh. point. Uh, Kevin. Kevin, what do you got for us? Um, Yeah, what do you got? Guy walks into the doctor and says, mate, I've been feeling like a pig. The doctor says, how long has this been going on for, mate? Oh, about a week. (laughs) 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 Big laughs here in the studio, Kevin. Rick's on the line. Rick. (laughs) Little Billy ran up to his dad. He goes, dad, why do they hang horses? His dad says, they don't hang horses. What makes you think they hang horses? He said, well, I just heard mum tell Annie June her new boss was hung like a horse. (laughs) 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 Kids in the car, they won't know what's going on. The dad jokes has gone a bit ripe. I remember the old days when a dad joke was just a harmless bit of fun. Yep. Now that Artie's... Telling the boss is hanging like a horse. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Rick, you're in the hunt, I'm afraid. Karen, what about you? Where do you take a sick horse? No, no, where do you take to, a sick horse? To hospital. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, block that call. <laughs> block that call. Uh, still not. Brad, can you clean this up a bit? What do you got for us? Morning, boys um, and ladies. Um, so, if a black bird had black babies and a blue had bird had blue babies, what has no babies? Don't know. A swallow. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, jeez. Wow. Dump that. Quick, dump oh. it. Oh, <laughs> oh, no, Brad. Brad, what have you done? <laughs> it was going along nicely. <laughs> it's taking it. Hey, right, everyone laugh. Oh, well, yeah. I know. Well, you're you in the hunt. I said, this is a big, big fella's writing something down. Yep. So, you're in a, all right, Natalie, uh, clean it up, please. What <laughs> hey, are you, guys. What, what okay. Do you got? Why, why can't Miss Piggy get to uh, count to 70? Why? Because she gets to 69 and she's got a frog in her throat. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Oh, my Lord. Oh. Yes. 
<laughs> Give her the meat. Give her the meat. Give Natalie oh, the meat. Natalie's been rewarded. <laughs> Give her the meat. Natalie, you've scored one hundred and fifty dollars to spend at the meat man. Wholesale meat Cinderella. Natasha Belling's just outraged. She's disgusted. <laughs> did you just fight? Did you just fight Natasha? <laughs> oh, Natalie's pretty wow. funny though. Well done, well Natalie. Done, well done, Natalie. <laughs> And uh, welcome, please, uh, from our Melbourne studio, a friend of the show, uh, the great Marty Sheargold. How are you, Marty? Good morning. Good morning, Sydney. Good morning, Cat, MG, Mick. It's always lovely to talk to you on a Friday. We love it. It's a Friday tradition that's taken off and uh, you're much much loved in this town. We were talking about Donald Trump earlier in the week and he's got a list. You know, he, he always loves a feud at the he moment. It's Prince Harry. It was Rihanna. Uh, it was uh, he's, he's just got a list of them, and it got me thinking: is, Do you have a list? Yeah, it, MJ... starts, it always starts uh, Mickey with Rove. He's always at the top of my list of potential feuds. <laughs> yeah. Rove, the, the much loved family entertainment. How did yeah, so, Rove uh, well, get on? Say your hello list? to your mum for me. That was mine before he grabbed it, <laughs> but it was in a different sense. <laughs> I did not understand. That at all. So Rove, <laughs> Tick, has yeah, there uh, anyone Tim else? Minchin, uh, Tim Minchin always drives me mental because he refuses to wear shoes and hey. won't take his eyeliner off. <laughs> I hate it when his mascara runs. Oh, you he's know, wake up with panda eyes every morning, Mick. I feel like he's going to do the walk of shame every time he leaves my front row. <laughs> and why, <laughs> and why, why does he not wear shoes, can I ask? I is don't know, He's earthing. He's earthing. He's earthing. Good call, MG, actually. He probably is earthing. Uh, you know, right. he was uh, he was at the uh, – Mick and I just did some stand-up in Newcastle yeah. last yes. weekend, and he was at the same venue as us the week before, Mick. Oh, oh was wow. he? And I could still well, smell him in the change rooms, the dirty little <laughs> ponga. Well, if I'd known that, I would have I performed without any shoes on. That we should have. Now, MG's tribute. got a list. Do you want to hear yeah, MG's list? Yeah, who's on your list, MG? Who's on your list, MG? Um, well, it's the Mark Markey Wahlberg's number one. I think oh, why? That, uh, what happened there? Explain. We, you know, about five or six years ago, uh, doing another Bricky show, he came in, was all excited, and yeah. noticed he had his right hand bandaged. I think it was so he didn't have to shake hands. And then as, as he was walking out, he kind of undone the bandage. Right. So, so it's to say to his mind, is, ah, I got them. It was a fake bandage, so he didn't have, have to shake, have to shake hands. hands. Is he and a germaphobe or is he just a straight-up dead shit, MG? <laughs> I, think he, I, I think the latter. I think yeah, the latter. I think you're right. He, have Who you else? seen his, his day yeah. on a plate? And by that I mean he gets up at 3.45 and starts oh, that's his shit. day that's when, thanking that's when the Lord that's Jesus Christ. That's when He's one of those blokes. Yeah, but the other yeah, one's very, uh, pretty very co- similar to my routine. <laughs> 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 Except it's the complete opposite. Going to bed at 5 30 a.m. Yeah. Late breakfast. Guy Sebastian's on my list. He's got as well. Guy Sebastian on the list. Well, why is Guy on your list? Because uh, he had a run in with an elderly neighbour. I just didn't like the way he handled it, you know. I thought that he was a bit yeah. hard on the old fella. That was all. Yeah. That was an ongoing uh, dispute between two neighbours. That was his yes. big concrete palace that he That's built. It. I think it was in Maroubra, MJ. Uh, Maroubra. And he's one of yeah. the, He's not a bra boy, you know what I mean? No, he's not. Uh, he's not. <laughs> there's none of my brother's keeper going on down there at Guy's job. Uh, do you know, Marty, you, you sometimes go on this program, and I do it a bit too. Have you been paying attention? And yeah. Uh, occasionally they'll cut out a joke for legal reasons. Mm. Um, but this one f- was for, t- for taste. I did a joke once, yeah. and it was um, <laughs> – the question was, who has just released a song 
uh, to raise awareness for the the Barley Nine. Right. And I buzzed in with the correct answer, which was Guy Sebastian. Yeah. And then I said, well, and on on hearing that he'd done this, the uh, Barley Nine asked for their execution date to move <laughs> forward. forward. <laughs> Which I thought was a... It's a good joke, Mick. A good joke. There's nothing wrong with that. (laughs) It didn't make make the the cut. They can be super sensitive, those guys. They can indeed. Mind you, I've watched you on that show occasionally and I thought, gee, Marty was a bit light on tonight. And I'm going, I reckon there's probably 12 (laughs) to 15. (laughs) (laughs) haven't got I've left a few on on the editing room floor, Mick, no doubt. But they work real life. <laughs> what about Machine Gun Kelly? Do you like him, Marty? I don't know much no, about him, but I don't like him. No, no. I don't like the uh, whole upper body black ink that he's done recently. <laughs> what What's your beef there, MG? Is it the is it the tats? It's the tats, and he, he's probably because he's taking out Megan Fox, maybe. I don't yeah, know. yeah. But I would you ever get a tap, Mar- Marty? Have you, no. Oh, look, I've got "Welcome to Jamaica, Have a Nice Day," <laughs> uh, which reads as Wendy at the trough. Uh, <laughs> You can get me back to your place, you can see the whole tat. I tried to to do something similar on my penis, but the the tattooist got writer's crab. (laughs) (laughs) No, if I was going to get a tat, I've said this before. A W on each cheek. (laughs) No, MG. A big bucket of Kentucky on my chest. Because I just reckon that would be a real chick magnet. It's a real fun one, isn't it? Finger looking good. Absolutely, oh, wow. looking good. <laughs> um, what are you up to the weekend, mate? You got anything planned? What am I doing this weekend? Or... Oh, I'm on parenting duty this weekend. I'll probably yeah. I'll tell the kids we'll do something. I'll tell them that early, sort of Friday, and then I <laughs> I will kill, tell them again on Saturday that we're gearing up for something tomorrow, and then I'll yeah. cancel on <laughs> the Sunday <laughs> and say that Dad's a bit more tired than he thought he was. I'm going to have a nap. I'll see you guys through the week. <laughs> I'll see you Wednesday. <laughs> when I see the. When I see the boys, they know I've had a big one when I say, bring your iPads. That (laughs) generally means you get nothing out of me. Well, it's always a pleasure to catch up with you on the program, mate. And I wish we were doing shows together. I love it when we get together. We've still got Darwin and Wollongong to do, Mickey. Yeah. All right. You've been warned. Thank you, Marty Sheargold. (laughs) Thank you, Marty. See you, gang. Have a lovely day. What the f*** is going on? God, you are dumb. What the f*** is wrong? Making MJ's what the f- WTF? There's a beetroot shortage. What? Oh yes. no! What the f- yes, a tinned beetroot, a canned beetroot shortage. Coles and Woolworths have confirmed the shortage, prompting some Australians to declare a national emergency. How did it come to this? How did it? It's I true. It's true. I've been what? trying. I love tinned beetroot and I so couldn't I. find it for so many weeks. And apparently it's because an Australian manufacturer has now moved to New Zealand and they've got oh, supply issues. Why? Oh, oh, this is, I'm going to go straight down to supermarkets <laughs> like there's a Category 5 cyclone <laughs> on the way and just scoop up every single tin. You know what, you know what I love is, you know when they advertise a burger? And they go, it's an Aussie burger. It's like yep. a normal burger, but it's got beetroot. Beetroot, yes. that's right. And exactly. beetroot is it's part of our national it is. dish. You can't have a shortage. No. Who, this is, this is a spill of all positions. This, <laughs> this, could, this, could, bring a, a this could bring a government down. Yep. No canned beetroot. 
you don't get my vote. That is <laughs> off the chart. Uh-huh. I just need the beetroot. All right. Or well, what about you, MG? What have you got? Well, there's a shit fight uh, brewing on the Gold Coast, uh, literally, because uh, Surface Paradise smells like a toilet and needs some tender love and care. Excuse me. F- now, you need to back uh, that up with some cold, hard facts, mate. Okay, Surface Paradise has been told to clean up its act after business leaders were told the city smells like a toilet. Councillors had previously backed <laughs> the $40 million revitalisation, but uh, the plan, but the uh, Division 10 candidate, Mona Hecky, said that it didn't go far enough and it smells like yeah. a toilet. It's the, price you play, it's the price you pay for hosting schoolies week. <laughs> you know, you take the good. There we go. There you take go. the bad. You know what they need? Massive urinal cakes. Oh, like, yes. Like big ones, the size of a small car. Yeah. Like some and, they, and they just, and they just uh, throw them around liberally. Yeah. <laughs> Give every schoolie a Glen 20 can. That's right. That's a standard operating procedure. Tash, what have you Tash, yesterday you revealed you were frightened of Mr. Whippy Vans. Yes, because it's childhood trauma I revealed. Oh, oh there it is. Uh, it's very She's in the fetal position. <laughs> My parents told me when we heard that sound, the ice cream truck was going by, but it had run out of ice cream. Oh, then. Oh, no wonder. It says a lot about your childhood then. <laughs> All right, what do you got for us today? A study has found grumpy dogs tend to be smarter. What the fuck? Grumpy what? How have they done this? Do you want the details? <laughs> yes, I'm not please. sure. It's We're going to st- get them, I guess. There's <laughs> yeah. a study from Hungary that found grumpy dogs exhibit higher levels of social learning and persistence compared to the more cheerful counterparts. All I'm saying, Kat, is we have to deal with grumpy co-hosts, don't we? <laughs> Oh, yes, which wow. makes us more it's intelligent. Very, very smart. Very intelligent. Oh. We got that Mr. Whippy music there. She's in a ball. Cat, got one? Uh, yes, there's a new dating app for farmers living in remote places called Howdy. Howdy, partner. Yeah. yeah. The farmers Ooh. wanting to find love. Okay, who's on Quite Howdy? Uh, who's, who's signing up for Howdy? Well, it's remote. Um, oh, you've done it, haven't you? This is how you found it. Yeah, a vulnerable guy living in a you know a radius of a hundred people, of hundred thousand square <laughs> no. meters without another human being. Yep, that's, yeah, yeah, with with that's no other free. options. Yep, you've got a chance, <laughs> <laughs> guys. I'm moving to Horsham. Do, do, do you know what? <laughs> All I can see on the Howdy app is people swiping right on guys that look like. Bob Catter and Barnaby Jason. Yep. <laughs> yeah, wow. <laughs> you might be right. All right, yeah. you get the idea. One triple three five three. If you want to get involved, how much to give away? Four hundred dollars must go. Oh wow! Yeah, let's go out with a bang. <laughs> ben is on the line. What do you got for us, Ben? Uh, Good day, Mick. Yeah, MG, Tash, and Cat. Uh, uh, lo- huge fan of the show. Got to love your work. Ah, uh, you're a good man, Ben. Uh, I tell you what. Before you, hey, Ben, 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 Ben. 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 What's that? Let's, calm down, mate. Calm down. <laughs> now, well, let's just unpack a bit here. You like crack? You're a Boytown fan. Oh, God, how good, mate. I've never seen somebody do Thank a rendition you. of a, uh, a singer or dancer. <laughs> it's best in my life. <laughs> Thank you. It's uh, For those who are unaware, it's like a boy band who get together <laughs> after many years and they start writing songs that are appropriate for women their own age. Yeah. <laughs> like really good songs about picking up the kids from school and all that stuff that middle-aged women find horny. And... <laughs> 
There's a fair bit of himbo action on deck, myself, oh, yeah. Glenn Robbins. Uh, yeah. And in some scenes we appear with jumpers tied around our necks. Oh, oh, stop, it. stop it. Stop it. Yeah. Oh. yeah. <laughs> a, uh, ben, a straight off the bat, a slab of Jetty Road for you, Lager, oh. for identifying one of the great hidden classics of modern cinema. <laughs> now. Definitely, definitely. The cast and crew were just fantastic. <laughs> okay, what else do you want? All you right, Ben, well? what have you got? Yeah, I've got a tip for you. So uh, Adolf Hitler's original birth name was Adolf Schickelgruber, not what Adolf Hitler. F- he changed, changed his name. No, no, Ben, no. Oh. Adolf Schickelgruber? Uh, look out, the Schickelgrubers are coming around for dinner. <laughs> Heil Schickelgruber. Heil <laughs> <laughs> Are you, am I getting a thumbs, thumbs up? up thumbs wow. Up. Oh, geez, they've kept. doesn't have the same ring to it, does it? They've no. kept that well hidden. <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm not quite as fearful as Schickelburger. No. no. Was it Schickelburger? Schickel Schickelgruber. 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 Mm. <laughs> Hell of it was real name was Adolf Schickelgruber. 200 yeah, bucks to you, Ben. Oh, yeehaw. Thank you. You are straight out of the blocks getting 200 bucks, and you can keep your, your slab of Jetty Road as well. Jason's on the line. Jason, what have you got, buddy? Yeah, guys, um, in 1923, an American jockey, Frank Hayes, became the first jockey to ever win a horse race, horse race despite being dead. He died halfway through the race. He was able to stay on the horse, cross the line in first place at the odds of 20 to 1. <laughs> and one. Wow. And one. What did, how'd he die? Heart attack. Had a heart attack. Oh, oh far yep. out. Wow. He's had a heart attack. That is a good story. Um, can I say that's, and we're getting the thumbs up, 200 bucks to you too, Jason. Wow. Oh, sweet. Thank you. That, can I tell you, there's another story that uh, we've told on our Sports Bazaar Pointless. podcast, yes. I think, which is, which is a ripper, where a guy in America was, again, if he fell off the horse, was declared dead. Um, it was taken, uh, it was quite a somber moment. They had a minute silence on the track. He was mm. taken to the morgue where he had to be certified by a doctor who pulled out the drawer and went, this guy's not dead. <gasps> oh. <gasps> he, he came around and he goes, Jesus, get me back to the crap track. I'm racing in the last. <laughs> and so <laughs> the guy turned back up on track. And everyone's going, hey, oh, this guy's supposed to be dead. Oh, wow. <laughs> and now he's back waving and 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 rode, I think, a winner. No wow. way. In the last, which Unreal. is good. Unreal. And I think there's another occasion where a guy in, uh, I think it was a casino in France, won a hand of blackjack um, when he didn't, he sat. And he shouldn't have, and they he, he won this massive hand, and then it worked out he died during the, <laughs> during the hand, and so so then they tried not to pay him out because oh, they oh. said he had died before he sat, uh, which meant he wasn't going to call mm. another card because mm. he was no. dead. Far out. So anyway, uh, yeah, okay, Mick, <laughs> you go, you, Mick, you can have two hundred bucks too. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, that's all we've got time for today, but bang, what a great session that was. And uh, I can't believe it, but Humdinger did not go off this morning despite uh, one of the all-time great humming exhibitions. Yeah, one of your best. Um, uh, Clearly there was a simpleton on the (laughs) deck. Here's how it all went down. (laughs) Come on. 
<laughs> oh, Jason, oh. come on. Too easy. 200 bucks. Too easy. Oh, he's singing it. Oh, he knows it. He, kn- he's, he, knows. he knows it. Oh, that first bit, no, no. I kind of do. It's on the tip of the tongue. Oh, Jason. He's got well, it. He's, he's got close. it. <laughs> Jason? Is there anyone going to hear Jason? I'm going to have to let it go. It's right. Oh, oh no. no. He had it too. He, he did. He knew the he knew the mm. tune. He just couldn't get the title of the song. So the good news is four hundred bucks. Is it not on yeah, Monday? Monday. Monday. In the meantime, though, over the weekend, uh, if you're looking to relax <laughs> and have a bit of a lie down and uh, get in contact with your inner self. <laughs> Uh, here's a new album we've released uh, from the Humdinger label. It's the end of another stressful week. Kids have driven you to the brink. Cost of living keeping you awake at night. Let the day melt away with the new Humdinger relaxation tape from Mick and MG Records. <laughs> You'll be drifting off to sleep in no time to these soothing sounds. <laughs> ASMR never sounded so calming. <laughs> For a tranquilizing end to your day. <laughs> Get your humdinger relaxation tape now from Mick and MG Records. Although you may prefer a tranquilizer instead. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, oh, soothing. Very, very soothing. soothing. Welcome to another wonderful week that was. Joe Biden said the key to his marriage was good sex. Yeah, giddy up, Joey. Uh, As if he'd remember. No, well, oh. I get the name right. <laughs> oh, oh, that's oh, Jill. Uh, uh, I mean, Jane. Uh, I mean, uh, uh, President of Mexico. <laughs> uh, I know you're in the Oval Office, but. We don't want to hear about you being in the open. <laughs> Will Anderson was talking about watching local sport at the park, and MG chimed in with some thoughts. You're a voyeur. You're a voyeur. Is it a voyeur? A voyeur? voyeur. I mean, I'm not oh, sure. Yeah. That's what I. Something sexual. I love watching people. Yeah. Like just, okay. I'd sit on a bench out here in public. I'd sit on a bench out in public, I'd sit on like, in front of our studio so and watch yeah. people for three hours walking past. <laughs> okay. All you've right. had a couple of opportunities to back out of this, and you've just gone. <laughs> well, I'm, trying to, I'm, I'm about to capsicum spray you. And a priest was arrested for illegally selling Viagra from his home. Is he offering it as like a <laughs> like a blue communion wafer? I give you the boner of Christ. <laughs> oh, the body of Christ. Apparently can sin for up to three hours. <laughs> Tash was away last week, so Mick and MG caught up on some stories she missed. Scientists have successfully grown working testicles in a dish that could one day help solve male infertility. Where do you keep your spare pen? In the fridge? What, do you name them? Is it like getting your appendix at the end of, at the end of an operation? Do you put them in a jar and put them on your bedside table? YMG well, has a list that you don't want to be on. Mark Wall. Didn't shake my hand when I, when I met him. He had it bandaged, so, so he didn't have to do any uh, handshaking. That was Ooh, a little bit right. for mine. Uh, obviously, Guy uh, Sebastian's on the list because he had that argument with the old old neighbour. Adam Levine cheated on his missus. Ryan Gosling closed down in Sydney for a friggin' movie. With, and, and don't forget the notebook. What <laughs> do you want? Posties were voted the most sexy profession, and Mick did not agree. They've got the canopy on the bike. Yep. The bike looks like pets from a fun park. And it's just this bright yellow. I mean, even dogs are a few. 
refusing to chase them. Remember, remember the movie The Postman Always Rings Twice? Yes. yes. Imagine that ding dong gave it up and that guy's sitting there. That's the end of film. Mick and Marty had a bit of fun at Sam Pang's expense last week. I wouldn't Pebbles. watch Pangy if you paid me a hundred bucks. It is terrible. We don't listen when he's on, do we? And somehow the audio was accidentally played to Sam Pang. MJ, so. did you when, I'm assuming that was has that been played this week? It has, mate. Yeah, did you defend me, MJ? Yeah, I did. I did. I said, how dare you? How dare you talk about Sammy when he's not here to defend himself? He that didn't, sounds Sam. like he just... He didn't. <laughs> Thank you, Pat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the only honesty meter in here. No, he did not. <laughs> so it's a pile on, is it? Well done. Mick dropped a bombshell on this show. I've had an office romance. Did you? Yeah, with the pie warmer. Who? The pie warmer. Oh, the machine. The machine. Sorry. Oh, my God. I think there was a girl in the office called the pie. the pie warmer. That's my little pie warmer. And finally, let's finish off on some of the more highbrow content on this program. It's official. Men with small peckers have higher IQs, a global study reveals. <laughs> I knew I was dumb. Um, I knew I was I'm simpleton. I've got an IQ of 16, so that's... You, you must be hung like a horse. That's all I'm saying. I don't know, but if it's, if it's linked to intelligence, you must have an absolute monster downstairs. And there it was, another wonderful week that was on Mick and MG in the Morning on Triple M Sydney. Mick and MG in the Morning, weekdays from 6 on Sydney's Triple M.